Hi, welcome to my podcast, Browsing the Shelves. I'm your host, Lily Fields. This is a show where we'll be discussing books. Unlike other book podcasts out there, uh, it seems like a lot of them focus on writing tips or interviewing authors and things like that. We're just going to focus on the books. I mean, this is for book lovers who want to talk about books, okay? This is like a book club. Each episode will be about a different book. Most books we will cover will be young adult, but we might have a few adult or juvenile sprinkled in from time to time. We won't just do new books. I know that's cool for a lot of people, but there are a lot of good old stuff out there just kind of gets overlooked. So we're going to browse the shelves together and find these little gems that are out there that people may not know about. Before we get into it, um, I just want to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast. It's free. It doesn't cost a thing. And please leave a review. And when you do that, it helps other people to find the show and helps keep this show going. You can find me on Twitter at Browsing Shelves, or you can email me at browsingtheshelves at aol.com. You can visit my website at browsingtheshelves.podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. I'd love to hear what you think about the show and any input on what books you'd like to hear about in one of my future shows, any topics you'd like to cover. You can also check me out on goodreads.com. Just search for Browsing the Shelves. And on there, I will keep track of every book we've discussed in these podcasts. So you can have that list anytime you want to see all those books. It's all there. All right, before we start, um, if you are driving or at work, you do your thing. But if you're at home, get comfy, get your blanket, get your nice cup of hot cocoa or some tea, and just relax. Because we're just going to have a little book discussion here. And just enjoy yourselves for a bit. I got myself a cup of uh, raspberry tea. It's one of my favorites. I like herbal tea. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get going, okay? All right, let's just dive right in now. Today's book is gonna be Point Blank by Anthony Horowitz. He is one of my favorite authors. Let's just break it down real quick. It is a spy thriller. It's for ages, you know, fourteen and up, young adult. Publisher is Penguin. It was written in 2001 and has roughly 274 pages, depending on the edition. Before I get into the book itself, um, Anthony Horwitz is an English author. He writes um, the Alex Ryder series, Gatekeeper series, which I really forgot about. I love that one. Um, and a few, a handful of adult ones, House of Silk. He's also a TV um, screenwriter, and he's produced uh, Midsummer's Murders and Foil's War and some others. Like I said, he's one of my favorite authors. I love his Alex Schreider series, Gatekeepers. They're great. The Granny is good. The Switch is good. Pretty much everything I've read by him is good. And then he has some juvenile series. Uh, what was that one called? Diamond Brothers? That's a good one as well. Oh, and Gatekeepers also goes by the name of Power of Five, depending on where you live. Anyway, great author. I recommend all of his stuff. If you haven't heard of him, check him out. He is great. And he also has like a book of short horror stories. He likes to do horror. Um, I think it's called Horowitz's Horrors. Really fitting. I like that. It's cute. Anyway, that's the author. Now let's get to the book. Why, you might ask, I am doing Point Blank, which is book two in this series, and skipping book one. Well, Point Blank was the one that I read first. I found this, the book at my public library, and they only had book two in the series, so that's the one I started with. And it was fine just jumping into it. But the main reason I decided to start with that one today, they recently made a TV series make of Alex Ryder, and they skipped over the first book, which is Stormbreaker, and just dived right into number two, Point Blank. Um, and the whole season, which is, I think, six episodes, eight episodes, eight, yeah, 
Um, premiered June 4th of 2020. There's one season, eight episodes, and all the episodes follow Point Blank, which is book two. Now, I, I think the reason they did this was because back in 2006, they had a movie called Stormbreaker, which is the first book in the series. And that movie covered just the first book, and it didn't do very well at the box office. So I think with this TV series, they just wanted to start fresh, skip Stormbreaker, it's been done before, and just get right in with book two, which I guess makes sense. It starred Alex Pettifer as Alex, which I thought was a pretty good fit. Not everyone agreed with that, but I, I don't know, I thought it worked. Um, <laughs> but the movie overall, I didn't really like it either. It didn't follow the book that well. The TV series, it was just released, like I said, back in June. I have not yet seen it. It has not yet been released. As as the time of me recording this right now, it has not been released in the U.S. But it was released in the U.K. and I think it's Amazon Prime. They have not released a date yet when the U.S. will get it, but they plan to release it here at some point. It stars Otto Ferrant as Alex, and they did confirm a season two. So I'm excited to watch that whenever it's available. I think it looks pretty good. The trailer looks good. And I think I like the idea of them spreading out a whole book among several episodes, giving it a whole season, you have more time to really, you know, show the story. You don't have to cut things out and really dive deep into it. Um, and they did this, a similar thing with a series of unfortunate events. Netflix did that. And I thought they did a pretty good job with that one. But yeah, each book in that series got two episodes in the TV series, which I think works. I think it's neat. Okay, so... If you have not read Alex Ryder, you might not know what these books are. Um, they were first published in 2000, and the last one was published in 2020. Guys, let me tell you. I have read the first, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine books, and I thought that was it. But then after looking this up to do this uh, podcast, I realized that he's actually written three more. So there's a total of... Well, really 13 if you throw in that uh, Russian roulette. But basically, Alex Ryder is a 14-year-old British spy. He was raised by his uncle. He's an orphan. He's always raised by his uncle, Ian Ryder, who he thought he was a banker, but he died in an accident. And Alex came to find out that his uncle was not a banker. He was actually a secret agent for the British uh, intelligence, the MI6. After his uncle's death, he's, he's now raised by his uh, housekeeper, Jack Starbright, uh, who is an American. And basically, they, they used that leverage of deporting his housekeeper back to America and putting him in foster care in order to kind of blackmail him, bribe him, I guess, and for, you know, trying to get him to be a spy. He doesn't want to be a spy, but he's just too useful because he's young and no one, no one uh, suspects a kid to be a spy. And he's very well trained. His uncle raised him to know a lot of languages and martial arts and all that. So anyway, when his uncle dies, they want to recruit him. He doesn't want to, but they tell him, basically, you're an orphan. If you don't listen, we'll put you in foster care. So he has to do what they say. Um, Stormbreaker started it all. Um, he goes on his first mission. And each one, they don't necessarily have to be read in order, but each one is a different mission that takes a span, well, at least the first nine are like in the span of about a year, the first, let's see, one, two, three, four. The first four you can read out of order. I don't think there's any harm in that. But once you get to Scorpia, book five, you need to read them in order after that because he learns things about his past that are not going to make sense if you read out of order. And one thing that bugs me is that 
Archangel Book 6 was a top seller for a long time. So that's the one you would see in all the book fairs and, and all that. Like, that's what everyone wants. But the reason everyone wants it is because Scorpia, the previous book, ends with such a horrible cliffhanger, like horrible cliffhanger. And so if you just jump right in with Archangel, you're going to be <laughs> not knowing what's going on. You're not really going to have the full impact of what's going on. So it's best you can read the first four out of order, but once you hit five, read in order. Now, when I read Scorpio Rising, that's book nine, I thought that was the last one. So I figured something horrible is going to happen in here. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Like, what's going to happen? It was pretty tragic. Not what I thought was going to happen, but it was tragic. And then there was Russian Roulette in 2013. That one is about a assassin that you meet in one, one of the early Alex Riders. I'm not sure which, which one. But he is a, he's a hired assassin. Yasin Grigorovich is his name. And Russian Roulette follows his story, why he became an assassin. I don't, it wasn't my favorite. Mostly because there are things you learn about Yasin in the Alex Rider series that kind of conflicted with what you learn about him in Russian Roulette. So I don't know, it wasn't my favorite. It's good, but not my favorite. Anyway, then after that, he has three more. Never Say Die, Secret Weapon, and Nightshade, which I did not know existed, and I need to go read them now. <laughs> I'll add that to my list of things to do. Anyway, so each one is just a different mission that Alex is forced to go on to as a secret agent, and they're great. I love the idea of a teen spy, and because he, he has these little gadgets. They don't let him have weapons, but he has little gadgets that help him, and it's really cool. It's a cool idea, and I love action stories where they're, that keeps you on the edge of your seat. How's he going to get out of this situation? I love that, so I really like these a lot. And there are, there are, you know, fighting and violence, but I don't really think it really goes too far. But I would, I would probably say not for younger than 14-year-olds because there is some of that in there, some violence and stuff. So that's the series as a whole. What is Point Blank specifically about? Point Blank is about Alex being contacted for his second mission. There is a private school um, kind of in France, on the border of France and... Was it Switzerland? I think it was Switzerland. Um, it's like this big castle-y kind of chateau where they have this private school. Only the richest people can have their kids attend there because it's so expensive. And these are people who are very influential in, around the world in whatever field they made their millions. You know, entertainment industry, food industry, politics, you know, all this stuff. And so, like, the, the best of the best send their kids there. And they're... It's only for boys who are hard to handle. They get kicked out of their schools. And it's kind of a reform school, a finishing school, they call it, where they train them to behave. Well, they had a couple parents complain that when they got their kid back, yeah, he was much more well-behaved, but he wasn't really the same kid. They're concerned that something is wrong. And once these two parents expressed their concerns, they ended up dead in a mysterious accident. That caught MI6's attention, that something is fishy here, this is too coincidental. So that's where they called Alex in and said, you're gonna pretend to be a troubled teen and you're gonna, we're gonna send you to this school and you're gonna pretend to be one of these students and you're gonna find out what's going on here. Is there something fishy going on or not? You know, they don't, they don't really know. So they send Alex in, give him a whole makeover, making him look like a bad boy. And yeah, so it's just him trying to fit in at the school, as well as trying to explore secretly and find out 
what's truly going on at the school, all the secrets. And, and there's so many, there's like 30 armed guards with rifles bordering the school watching for their protection. But he's like, why? We're in the middle of nowhere on the middle, on the top of a mountain. No one can come get us over here. It didn't really make sense. And the principal of the school is this really odd man. I know Horowitz does it a lot. He has like the, his villains are very, um, I don't know, quintessential villains. Uh, they're often disfigured in some way, have some sort of scar. This guy's not like that. He's just skeletal. He's described as very skeletal and he's got these bright red uh, tinted glasses that he says he likes to see the world the color of blood. That gives you an idea of what kind of person he is. Uh, Horowitz does these villains that are very uh, villainy. I don't know. <laughs> and his right-hand woman, I guess, Mrs. Stellenbosch, is like this weightlifter, bodybuilder kind of woman. She's very strong. Anyway, so he's trying to sneak around and find out what's going on. Once he does finally figure out what's going on, he tries to signal MI6 and let them know, hey, I have the info, come get me. But things go downhill fast, and that's all I'm going to say. Oh, it's kind of literal, too. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to put any spoilers in this. If I have any spoilers, I will save them to the end and warn you ahead of time, but I don't think I really have any spoilers. I don't think I have any spoilers to say today for this book. I just highly recommend it. I love it. It's great. I give it a five out of five. And it's, he constantly gets himself in these situations that it's like, how the crap is he going to get out of that? But he always seems to somehow. And I love that. I like being on the edge of my seat and not knowing what's going to happen. It's great. But yeah, it, this, this seems like, in general, this kind of trope has been done a lot. Kids go to these boarding schools and they come back perfect and it's just odd. I feel like I've seen that before. I know um, R.L. Stein's Haunting Hour had an episode like that. But I, I, I think it's cool. And I think Horwitz has his own twist to it. He does it in a way that I don't think anyone else has really done before. And I, I think it's interesting. I do recommend it. Well, I guess I could read you the back. The back of my book has a little snippet, so I'll just read you that little snippet. Alex leapt forward, diving into the next slope. At the same time, there was a sudden chatter, a series of distant cracks, and the snow leapt up all around him. Grief's men had machine guns built into the snowmobiles. Alex yelled as he swooped down the mountainside, barely able to control the sheet of metal under his feet. The makeshift binding was tearing at his ankles. The whole thing was vibrating crazily. He couldn't see. He could only hang on, trying to keep his balance, hoping the way ahead was clear. He had to get off the mountainside. Otherwise, he would be shot or run over, or both. That's a snippet from when he's trying to leave the school. I don't know if I said, the villain's name is Dr. Grief. So that's what I got on that. I don't know if you've heard of Goodreads.com, but it's a good place for, it's a good place to keep track of books and to get reviews on books and different things and write your own reviews. I like Goodreads. And I have a Goodreads. If you go to Goodreads.com, you can find me browsing the shelves. I'm there. And that is where I will keep track of all the books we cover on this podcast. So if you ever wonder, what was that one she talked about a while back? It's in there. Go to Goodreads so you can keep track. Um, anyway, uh, so I'm going to go to Goodreads and read a few reviews of what other people have said about it. Um, this person says, this is the book that got me hooked on the Alex Schreider series. That's true for me, too. Um, Anthony Horowitz was so clever in making up the story. How it made it sound realistic, but I also think it was a bit science fiction-ish. But I liked that about it. Um, and then I can't finish the review because it's going to give away spoilers. I see a lot of people say they like this one over the first one. It was my first one. I liked it. Uh, I mean, the first one was good, but I really like this one, too. 
This person says, Anthony Horwitz's writing is great as usual, and there was a real sense of menace and suspense throughout the novel. He says, the con is it could have had more action. I don't know. I thought I had enough. Well, I mean, you do have to wait a while to get to the good action, but once you get there, there's a lot of it. So it kind of makes up for it, I think. And one person says, part young Bond, part MacGyver, and totally awesome. I love Alex's dry wit and his reluctance to be a super spy. It sets the series apart and makes it so fun. This one was a tiny bit predictable, but not like, but not quite a five-star read for me. So they, they thought it was okay, but they didn't love it. I loved it. Um, predictable? I think it's only predictable in the sense that, this, like I said, this trope has kind of been done before, but I think when you find out what's really going on, it's different than most stories. So I, don't, I wouldn't really say it's completely predictable. Maybe. Maybe to some people. I don't know. I just like to enjoy the ride. <laughs> Someone else says, this one has a similar feel to the first, but new villain, fresh setting, some really cool new characters, and it leaves us hanging, but in a way that makes me want to read more, not in a frustrating way. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yes. This one does leave with a cliffhanger, but the next book doesn't really even touch that topic, which I totally get why, because it kind of comes back later. But yeah, it does kind of leave you kind of, oh, it kind of leaves you hanging in a way. It does. But yeah, it's great. I don't, um, this person says, I've grown up with these books, the movie, and now the new TV show, and I love this world of a young teenage spy. I always find the author's writing, plots, and overall story absolutely amazing, and the story was no exception. It made for effortless reading, edge-of-the-seat stuff, and I'm so glad I picked up these books again. Anyway, most of the reviews are pretty positive, and if you haven't heard of them, check them out. I think that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you had a good time. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Browsing Shelves. You can email me at browsingtheshelves at aol.com. My Goodreads, look for me, uh, Browsing the Shelves. Please subscribe. Leave a review. It's free. It helps me out. helps other people find the show, and if you enjoyed it, hopefully you can spread the love. Yeah, email me, tweet me, let me know what you think, what you want us to talk about next. Until next time, guys, happy reading.